0: 15, 15, 15th Avenue. It's literally the easiest address to find. Oh, then you can look for the lights in the ballpark and all that. Jack Michael Show on a Thursday edition. Today it is the Red Hawks holiday sale going on. I am amongst champions today. Uh, championship GM, championship president. Oh, and by the way, a World Series champion and a champion, Chris Coase, today. Uh, busy show in this power hour. Stop on by. They're feeding you wieners, apple cider, water. Chips, you name it, you got it. The Miles Wolf Cup is sitting right here. Get a picture with the cup today. Uh, good stuff. Uh, so, the show today, originally, we're going to chat with the boys here in a second. Uh, Justin guard coming up around uh, 20 after, and if we got time today, uh, Roger Kish, I believe we're going to hear. They got a big wrestling match with Minnesota coming up tomorrow night at uh, Shield Center. But uh, good to have you on board uh, today on the show. We lay the table out today. Obviously, the news broke this morning that. I don't know if it's good or a bad day to be on Twitter because everybody got an opinion. The bottom line is a U.S. citizen is, is, is freed from a, a Russian penal colony, and I know that it, it gets to be polarizing, but that, that news broke this morning with Brittany Griner that has consumed certainly lots of opinions, but just glad to have a, a U.S. prisoner back on our soil. I think if we just leave it there and all the politics out of it, that's good to see. Wild, that one get away last night. Wolves were thrilling, got a victory last night. Among other things. But good to have you on board. Brad Anderson, Derek Hansen back at our studios. Matt Rao has a headset on. Brad Thome has a mic. And we are not far away from Chris Coast and hearing the legend that is Chris Coast. Manny, what the heck? I went outside. They got cider. They got Christmas music blaring. Your tree is lighting. And then not lighting. And then lighting again. It's flashing on.
1: <laughs> it's festive.
0: It's festive is what it is over here. Holidays, this every year. The only difference is this year coming off that miles wolf championship yeah
1: it definitely adds a little bit to to what we're doing here uh looking forward to 2023 and kind of celebrating the 2022 season a little as we go you know there's gonna be so many um so many good things to look back on during the 2023 season so this is kind of the start and uh can't think of a better way to do it than with this holiday sale.
0: hey great stuff uh brad thome uh, you know you and i were chatting earlier if people are tuning to our breaks uh on the fan at our brother station, KFGO, it, you don't get It's still here. It's still the remnants of that championship is is going through the bowels of the stadium still. It is.
2: You know, it's uh, surreal, <laughs> I do to have to say. You know, it's uh, it's been so long that, uh, you know, I don't think I've got any uh, T-shirts that are that old except for my last championship sweatshirt I have.
0: Brad said earlier, he says, you know, so if you went back to like 10 years ago, 11 years ago, then, then you're still... Got some old championship garb on from the Northern League, which was fantastic. He had five of those, for goodness sakes. But this is the first one in the AA. That's My guess right. is those sweaters don't fit or shirts. Or for, most people, for most people, I would people. guess they would not fit
3: <laughs> Feel anymore. Be a little tight, uh, Brad? I don't know if we had triple Xs back then, but uh, those are the norm nowadays. Let's go. Uh,
1: can you get merch today, uh, Matt Ralph Yeah, absolutely. We've got, uh, got a couple of different sales going on there. A lot of items up there are just going to go ahead and be discounted um, for today. Uh, it's also available online at shop.fmredox.com. But if you do go ahead and spend uh, $100, you're going to get a discount back of $10, you're you're gonna, if you do 150, you're going to get that uh, that kickback here as well.
0: Great stuff. Uh, so broadcasting live today at Newman Outdoor Field. I'm going to make sure all mics are good on that. There we go. Got on that. Uh, Chris Coast is in the house today also. Let's see what they, if we can get a word in here from Coaster. Will that even reach over there, by the way? You might have to sneak in a little bit eh, or maybe even come right. This will be like our bus trips because just come right next to me over here and we'll, we'll hang out. Coaster, uh, good stuff. You've seen the fans come in and and treat themselves to uh, a a little lunch. you got the Miles Wolf Cup. Last time I saw you with that, it was filled with champagne and probably being poured over
2: your head. Right, and as I sit here right now, it's Christmas season. It's winter, and I got. I'm in a group text message with a bunch of former Phillies. They're all in either Texas or California, and I'm sending them <laughs> pictures of the weather in Fargo because it does. It does feel like Christmas. Yeah, it, it's really good. Has it worn off for
0: you? I know you've got seasons and college season to prepare for and all that, but has it worn off yet, Chris? Or to, will it ever wear off? No, I,
2: I don't think so. As I walked into this room that we're sitting in, and you talked about the five championships from the Northern League, and you see these collage paintings and the first thing i asked brad thome when i saw them was are we gonna is he gonna have one made for this year and he isn't every time i walk into these you know not the clubhouse and not the front office but like rooms like this and i see like the the history of the franchise and you see these championships and the success we get so caught up with like the now right and especially when you win a championship now (laughs) but it's it truly is amazing the history of of this franchise and the red hawks and the 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 personalities and players and and the fans that have come and gone and uh it, it truly is a, it's amazing i can't wait to see what our rings are going to look like i'm sure uh, between sneak- brad and matt Rao, i'm sure they're keeping it under wraps not even the manager gets to fully uh know everything
0: i got a little sneak peek <laughs> of some of it and i my favorite the matt and and brad you know you guys helped design this and 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 Maddie was designing this there's a There's a piece in the championship ring that I'm really giddy about. Giddy up! (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's been a championship ring on the planet ever, or a graduation ring, or any kind of a wedding ring. (laughs) It'd be odd for it would be a great wedding ring, but that says "giddy up" on it. That's a coastism right there. Uh, Real quick, we're looking. We're here at Newman Outdoor Field, broadcasting live. So here's a photo uh, to right in front of you, Chris, and, and you got Chad Akers. Now I want you to say. You had the, the bird's-eye view there of, of Christian Correa rounding third as, as Leo Pena's ball found its way into center field, and, and Christian's rounding third. The look at Chad Aker's face on that poster, that I think, and Christians look at his
2: face. Are they similar? Similar, a little bit of a weight differential, but, <laughs> but as they're around in third, coming home. But the Christian Correa, you can't watch that enough. I know it was one of the toughest decisions I had to make all year of pinch running or not. Right. But it shows you how valuable he was behind the plate because if we, you know, happen to not score and it goes uh, X innings again, it's. Uh, he was so valuable behind the plate, he's also the slowest runner, and, and if, if there was a base hit that would not have scored him, I probably would have gotten fired, but instead, I'm a manager of the, manager champion, of the, year. Manager of the year. So, so literally,
0: so, so. the line between having a job and, and being manager of the year and all the success is really a substitution
2: decision. And, and I'll thank Leo Pena, because Leo Pena had, you know, one of the bit's biggest hits in franchise history to score that run, and he fortunately didn't hit it too hard to right. where it allowed Christian Correa to create a score. Actually, pretty easy, which is crazy to think that Christian Correa scores easy on any kind of a base hit. <laughs> he, that was – Matt and
0: Brad, it almost had some pa- – it was almost painful a little bit. If it wasn't so joyous, <laughs> it was almost painful to watch.
1: Yeah, I, I was actually in the office when it hit, and me and Brad were standing next to each other watching it on a TV – and I just took off when it was off the bat because I'm like, <laughs> I think there's a chance,
3: so I was
1: running, so I didn't even see it kick off the second he base. The
0: yeah, I did. So you I made did. it out to the field before Correa made it in from your office. Yes, correct. Before Christian scored from second, that's uh, that's pretty good stuff. And the Redhawks are, are champions. And now, uh, now is is the off season, and today's the holiday sale, and, and you want to get that merchandise. And Chris, I'm sure with you and and, and Brad and Matt, I mean, you're you got to start looking to 23, I'd imagine, right? It starts saying, okay, who do we still have under contract? Is this guy going to come back? Or does that not really kick in until maybe after the holidays here?
2: stops that's kind of the it's both stressful but also very exciting because you never really stop thinking about the next year it's whether you're a college coach and never stop recruiting for future years you try to line yourself up and it always starts with who you may or may not bring back are they going to retire Do they, are they going to move on it's that's the tough thing about this but that's the one thing I think that this organization and us as a coach and staff have done so well is we provide a good enough environment that once they get here they really don't want to leave and they can't wait to come back I mean John. Silviano, for crying out loud, is, you know, never been in the North up until he became uh, a player in this league. And now he's living here year-round doing some lessons and healing up from his broken leg. And it's a testament to, obviously, Fargo-Moorhead area mm-hmm. and the fans and the front office, the organization, the coaching staff. We, Like I said, we do our best to make sure the players enjoy it because it's, it's not easy to convince a guy from Florida to come to Fargo unless they already know about Fargo. Once they get here, they realize it's one of the best places on earth. Uh, and even a John Silviano was here through blizzards and, and negative temperatures already. Right. The
0: uh you Chris mentioned texting his, his Phillies teammates uh, today and then showing pictures of the weather. Matt Strom. Speaking of uh, local area kids, how about how about Manny Ballgame? They're going to be a uh, Philadelphia Philly.
2: I think that's amazing. I w- when I saw that, I I was so excited because I've said this for many years: the Phillies cannot win a World Series without at least <laughs> one guy from North Dakota. So I'm I, I'm not a proponent of betting on baseball because first of all, I'm not allowed to, and I would right. anyways because it's too unpredictable. But if I could, I'd put money in the Phillies right now because, like I said, let's go. You Put a guy from North Dakota on there, and they will win a World Series. Giddy up! The art of achieving championship celebration now chris has
0: been a member of many of these now as a catcher if you're in the game catching that final out whether it be a division title or a world series you know the art of jump do you do you leap or does the pitcher leap into you as a manager coming from the dugout when that that championship run do you run toward just generally towards the mound what's the art of a championship instant
2: celebration chris from various parts (laughs) well in in 2008 it was my family and friends kept telling me make sure you take your 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 pullover off so you can see the name on your back when you're in the pile, because okay. I didn't good. do that in That's the NLCS. Yep. So, I, so, as a player, I did that, but as a manager and coach, you know, you don't really jump out there. You find the other coaches, you find the general manager, you find so your you the owners. Rand, yep. you and, okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Because that was the first thing: is as Correa's scoring, you know, you finally know you're going to win. It's the players are jumping on the field. We're also on the field, but it's like the players got to have their moment. It's it's the players' time, and we have our own moment behind the scenes. And then once the celebration happens, then it's coaches. Managers, players, all that stuff. But for me, it was it was basically Anthony Renz was the first person I was going to find. Then I think the next person I put tears on their shoulder was probably Matt Row. No, no. <laughs> Is that right, Matt? Is that the? Uh...
1: Yeah, I, I think I was waiting for that one. I don't I don't think I've ever waited for a hug from another man, but I was very much in that situation. <laughs> Brad was up
0: doing his handshakes <laughs> and high pounds, Right, Brad? Is that everything was going on upstairs? Yeah, that that that's good. Well, a handshake. Is after a win is that is that the that's the thing, Chris? Say? After a win, it's it's a turn to your in a handshake. The hug is reserved for for what happened.
2: Right, you, yeah. a, a hug is more of a celebratory long term yeah. scenario. But at the end, you just you handshake and then you move on to the next win. But yeah, winning the championship uh, w- when you put what we put in over the course of a whole se- an off season going into training camp, the whole season, the roller coaster ride that uh, you know we we try to not shed too many tears, but in those moments, it just all comes to you at one time and and you get to enjoy it for an entire off season it's uh it's still like what your first question to me was uh has it really sunk in or right. and it's still it's it's we knew when we won we get to enjoy this all the way up until opening day and we will was it was it the greatest game in american association history well you know, i with I, the context
0: in which it was what are you that's a that's a large statement by the way But context included, Chris.
2: I think you would have to ask the people who have been a part of those other games, whether it be, uh, you know, the the – you know, general managers that have seen sure. some things. I'm sure Rick Forney will have some different opinions because he's been a part of <laughs> some been a amazing part of some landless, games. That's right. Uh, but, it's, but, but the way that uh, unraveled and the, the roller coaster ride, it's truly uh, an instant classic that if you were a part of that game, if you were a fan of either team, if you were just watching, you know, on the AA network, it's uh, it's a game you'll never forget. I think, it, it.
0: It with all due respect to all those other ones, I think it is the criteria I had because the day after I was actually – I, I think I was already doing football in another city, and I was in my hotel room trying to reflect back on it. And when you when you believe in a team so much, and there's so much hope, where realism and, and all that belief kind of starts clashing against each other, and and it, to a degree where maybe even you allow a little millis. Of, of doubt going, oh, maybe, just maybe this isn't it. And then you come back and do what the Red Hawks did, Matt Rao, It reaffirms why you have such belief in sports. To me, the elements in that championship that final game just reaffirms why you're a Red Hawks fan, why you believe in this team, why you believe in this organization, right? I mean, that, that's what, to me, made it just the greatest game on the planet.
1: Yeah, and I think, too, it's it's what makes you fall in love with sports. Yeah, um, There isn't anything else. I mean, I, I was just talking to somebody about uh, welcome to Wrexham. Yeah. And, and how this is going on with it. But the one thing you cannot script in any TV show around sports is the actual result of the game. Right, you, you, you can't. can't. Pages
0: and aren't written yet. They
1: aren't written. They're they're being written as we go. So the fairy tale endings te- don't tend to happen a lot. And we actually were able to come back in that game and kind of experience from the lowest of low to the highest of high within an hour and a half of each other. That's and that's pretty impressive. Cor-
0: and of course, Correa is running on second. I mean, it, it doesn't happen any other way than having your Your bulldog
2: catcher that wasn't gifted with speed, but had a lot of hearts. Well, when he was leading off that (laughs) inning, the first thing Anthony Renz and I are discussing, are like, okay, if he gets on, do we run for him? And I said, well, if he gets to first base, we're going to leave him there for a little bit. If he gets to second base, then we'll have this discussion. It all depends on who's at the plate, how many outs. And once he got to second base, Anthony Renz came up to me, and all I said was, we're gonna we're gonna leave him in, and we're gonna see because I, my hope was that Leo Pena was gonna hit a double, something in the gap or down yeah. the line, right? Because he yeah. hits a lot of doubles, and, and I, it was and I knew it was one of those things that that if if it didn't work out, I was gonna be judged heavily for. If I was a major league <laughs> manager, those are what gets you fired. Right. Um, but it's just that's just the way I felt at that at that moment. I just. Uh, he, once again, he was so valuable behind the plate, you know, in those scenarios. But when you go back to how that whole our whole season or postseason unfolded, the reason why it was so amazing—just winning the championship—but so amazing was we were our backs were against the wall so many times. Down the first game against Winnipeg, down the first game against Kansas City, and you had to Kansas come back City, yeah. And then the way that Game Five transpired—I mean, holy cow! Like I said, it's there's so many things. I went back and rewatched the game a few times. There's always a few things I forget, like monumental things. I well, yeah. I, oh, I forgot about that one, right. you know, and maybe an umpire's call. out a call. ball or throw yep. a ball wide, yep. yes. So many things. Uh, we are
0: broadcasting live. The Navy will step aside. Justin Guard coming up around the corner. There are some new things. We'll rejoin some of the fellas later on. You know, pitch clocks now uh, going to be in the American Association, so that's something new. An alignment of sorts you know, in a promotional way with the Australian Baseball League, where these two are shedding light on each other, if you will, uh, from that. Chris Coast in the house, Matt Rowe, Brad Thome, the generals here. Bruce looks fantastic today. The hot dogs, the cider, the chips—all that. Coming to you live today in there uh, till six tonight? You always go to fmredhawks.com and kind of maneuver and navigate there if you want to put a—you know, I think Matt had mentioned—shop. Uh, and yeah, you shop. Whoops, sorry, Matt.
1: Shop.fmredhawks.com. No, we'll get you right there. Perfect.
0: Everything, and then uh, and. Uh, And as Chris said, the rings will be around uh, not too long. You'll be wearing something shiny on that finger again, Coaster. Step aside, Brad uh, Anderson in the studio. Uh, Derek Hansen there as well. Jack Michaels coming to you live today from Newman Outdoor Field on 740 The
4: Fan. He's the number two sideline analyst in Minnesota.
2: came in, you said, if you ain't first, you're last.
4: Ricky, I was high when I said that.
2: But that doesn't make any sense at all first you're last you can
3: be second
4: he's in the cake
3: eater hall of fame
4: cake eater
3: his life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater nadal and federer wish they were this good looking i got to tell you that suit looked like a piece of good god wrapped up with some
0: mercy with a side of "Mm." he's the one and only justin guard and you can catch him on Bumper to Bumper with Dan Barrero. He is the one and only, indeed, Justin Gard, joining us today. A uh, lot, long, long, long ways to go in a short time to get there, J.G., and I know that you, you called that game last night against Kentucky. Tough loss for the Gophers yesterday, J.G., but you're back at it uh, tomorrow against uh, – or Saturday against Iowa. This morning, the news, Justin, obviously – I said to the start of the show today, JG, I said, I don't know if you're on Twitter or not on Twitter. I haven't been on much with the news of Brittany Griner's release, because I'm sure that's not going to get political throughout the course of the day. So all, <laughs> of, all of a sudden sports world just actually took a, a massive uptick. Did it, did it not JG today?
5: Yeah. And um, there's a million other things going on too. Timberwolves played last night. I'm watching gopher volleyball right now in the sweet 16 against Ohio state. They're knotted up at three. Yeah, you're right. Um, what's, What's faster than immediately? What, what, what is faster than immediately? Because that's how, that's how quickly it did turn political. Like, immediately, which makes sense. I get it. I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert on geopolitical hostage negotiations or prisoner negotiations <laughs> or anything like that. Um, but we do have a lot of experts out there on both sides here um, within the last four or five hours. So, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it today. I know Dan's got a couple of guests um, that are actually experts on the topic. That's what we try to do. Um, learn uh, from the people that actually do this for a living, or have done this for a living. So we're gonna we're gonna try to check that out at some point this afternoon. And you're at Newman yeah. Outdoor Field. I was thinking, yeah. uh, you walk in that door, you take a left, and you know, there's I think some Maury Will's stuff hanging up there. You'll have to refresh. I remember we did it. I joined you on this day. I don't know a million years ago right. somewhere out there. <laughs> right. you know, when we used to come up to Fargo in December before we had kids and. We actually had flexibility to do stuff like that.
0: I know you're a big fan. I just have Chris Coast, World Series champion. Uh, Is that too high, Chris? You want it down? All right, can you yank that mic in front of you a little bit? I I just asked Chris, you know, because, Justin, I can really get a hard-hitting question in the art of celebrating a championship. And I know as a Philly winning a world series and, and JG, you've been around some pretty poignant moments over there. I, I asked Chris, how you celebrate a, a title. Like does the catcher jump into the pitcher's arms or is it the pitcher yeah. and the catcher? You know, those are hard hitting questions, right? Chris, you never did ask the, uh, the, Does the catcher jump into the pitcher, or does the pitcher jump into a catcher? When you went up with the Phillies, what was that?
2: Well, the two times I had the really big celebrations with the Phillies, it was when we clinched the division in 2007. I was the catcher at the time, and apparently I was really slow. I didn't even make it to the pitcher before the (laughs) dugout got to him, because I didn't really know what to do. And then in 2008, when we actually won the World Series, I came from the dugout. uh, Because Carlos
0: Ruiz probably caught that game. But Brad
2: Lidge went down to his knees, put his hands up, and Ruiz just kind of slid into him. But I think it depends on and who's strong who's stronger right it's yeah. like if if uh if the pitcher is a big strong guy a catcher can jump into him but not all pitchers are man enough to handle a catcher
5: guardsy <laughs> do you concur with that yeah well i actually have a question for chris cause, so yeah. if you are a catcher and let's say you're on the field does the catcher keep the gear on you know like obviously you're going to take the mask off but do you keep the you know the shin guards and the knee pads and everything on do you keep the chest protector on cuz if you're doing one of those piles that's what i always worry about You know, like we just had a walk-off football state championship, kind of a Minneapolis miracle in Class 3A, and you got the whole team running over to this one dude. It's like that guy's in trouble if he's on the bottom, right? So that's what that's that's what I worry about. I'm I'm like the dad. I'm I just want to make sure everybody's safe. I guess. (laughs) But you keep the gear I, on.
2: I feel, the, yeah, and I feel the same because every time I see a, a dog pile, I'm like, how are there not more injuries? And of course, on occasion there <laughs> yeah, right, are. But right. as a catcher, you yeah, you keep the you take the mask off and you fire it away in the in the glove. But you keep your gear on, and it's amazing, like with the spikes, or like when you see a hockey celebration and you got the blades. Oh my gosh! It's like it's it's it can can be pretty dangerous. But uh, yeah, there's every time I see one from like on TV, that's the first thing I think of. But when you're a part of it, you, <laughs> oddly enough, it doesn't even cross your mind. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, there's no thinking. There's no uh, thinking. You know,
0: it's well, funny. Garzy, know. Just, Garzy just came on and he said he's, he's monitoring because, you know, as a gopher guy, you know, and, and, and broadcast for the Gophers. It's funny you bring that up, Justin, because Chris and I, along with GM Matt Rao and President Bruce Thome, are in one of that side room you talked about, Justin, with Maury Wills and Chris Coast and all these things. But on the TV right now, is the Gophers at Ohio State Volleyball Man <laughs> Coast, by the way, Justin, Chris is a volleyball junkie. You didn't know this about that, but if you were to sit down at, at Chris out at the lake with him, you probably wouldn't talk Phillies and baseball guards. You'd be talking volleyball. So, yeah,
5: That's fine. It's fun. It's. I mean, the athleticism. You want to talk about a safety hazard. I love the um, like the kind of the, the main setter, you know, that's just in the middle. They wear the different jerseys.
1: they so like the they're, they're
5: in there. Yeah, well, but he, yeah, and and I and I should know the name here too for the other position, but like the the main person that kind of runs around in sets, like they're they have no regard for their body because they're diving on the floor, they're they're getting right in the mix. I mean, Taylor Landfair is like six five and probably hits it like hundred and thirty miles an hour, and you just have to take it like you know it's a hundred and fifty mile an hour fastball, and if it hits you in the <laughs> face, it hits you in the face. Like I'm just, it's just, it's just incredible. Yeah,
0: it's good. Yeah, that's a – yeah. Chris, why don't you break down a 5-2 or a 6-1 set in volleyball? Could you do that?
2: Well, when the setter especially is coming from the back row, the position that they have to be in, they're getting that 150-mile-an-hour smash right yeah. at their face. They're like – in libero, they're a little bit further back, and they're amazing at what they do. But, like, there's a reason why when you look at stats, uh, setters have a lot of digs because the, the, the big hitters are, are aiming right at them because they're only at, like – the you know eleven foot line and uh you know setters man how they don't have more concussions with the volleyballs flying off their heads
0: gargi i've never asked you i know you're all state and tennis and all that multi-sport and iowa and, and and all that too did you ever did you you had to play baseball one time didn't you jg
5: I did very poorly. And speaking of um, fastballs, I was, I was afraid of the ball. Um, it was, and I'll tell you the story because I know everybody's interested in it. Uh, <laughs> third, uh, third, third grade baseball, Pearl Park is picture day. I'm wear, I'm wearing a yellow Jersey taking some infield before picture day um, ball hits a rock comes up, hits me in the nose, bloody nose all over the front of the shirt. Um, and I think from that moment on, I just, I didn't trust the ball. I got the yips or something. I just, I didn't trust, you know that it, that it was going to go where it was going to go. So I was not very good at baseball. Um, is that a not story, Chris? Great, great loss.
0: What would you? How would you have coached? Uh, you know, how? What would you? What as a teammate of Justin Guard back then? What, what would your advice have been, and what would you have
2: said to your friend? Uh, turf the infield so you don't have those kind of ops.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, you know, playing in the city, Minneapolis Pearl Park. I'm sure they probably have turf. I drove out to you know Veteran Stadium here in Minnetonka, and it's all turf. It's beautiful. I. I who know? I might have been your teammate, Chris. We would have been celebrating with the Phillies if I only had her field <laughs> in right. third grade. Up. You That's right. He would have been.
0: Know. Right. Would have been uh, you know, what was your position, Justin,
5: when you did play? What? What did? I was a middle infielder. You know, the that's kind so, of the brains of the operation. So <laughs> who would you have to be now in
2: that Phillies team, Chris? It wouldn't have been real tough. I mean, it was like Jimmy Rollins and you know Chase Utley, <laughs> so, guys. It's not. Amazing.
0: So it would have been. Garzy would have pushed out Rollins and think of the money you would have made. Oh, my gosh, that's that's just. Uh, well, I think didn't
5: I didn't I see didn't I see Rollins on the Jeter documentary? Didn't he start you know basically talking about ending the Yankees dynasty or starting their own or whatever? I wouldn't have done that. I would have been smart enough to not do that. I know Rollins was a good player and he had the uh, the wherewithal, like you said. I don't know if I would have done that, but I know you got him too, so it's all good. Yeah, that's
0: good stuff. Uh, you were closer to Chase Utley. Uh, I'll tell you something, guards. And you probably have the same thing <laughs> when you broadcast. And I saw this firsthand when the Gophers were playing NDsu, and and Justin's doing play by play. And I see people coming down out of the stands over here at Shields Arena to get a picture with Justin Guard. And and I know you're humble, Justin. You will not say that, but I'm like, wow, guardsy guards guards is popular. We know that. Chase Utley at at the ballpark in Philly uh, had a had his own section called what. Chases chicks. Chases chicks. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that's really, now you had the Coast Guard,
2: right? Yeah, yeah and that, that was pretty good. But and Pat, Pat Burl, who you know he was, uh, you know, a good-looking young man and right. stuff. He had Burl's squirrels. Bur- <laughs> so Garzy- they, those were all ladies. <laughs> oh so,
0: my god! Uh, just think, for if not for that bloody nose that you had. Yeah,
5: we'll never know. We'll never. We'll we'll never. uh, Chris, you might appreciate this or feel bad for me. Uh, The line I always get is um, back in the day when, in the rare occasion that a woman would be talking to me or they found (laughs) out what I did, it would be, "Oh yeah, my dad listens to you." You know, (laughs) so what am I going to do with that? You
4: know, where do
5: where where do you go from there? You know, you can't really you can't really uh, go anywhere from there, unfortunately.
0: Speaking of, since we're on that topic and we'll let you get going, I know it's a busy day today for you, Justin. Speaking of that, you know, Aaron Judge stays with the Yankees to the tune of uh, 360 for nine. Uh, I've missed something. I think there's been some more dollars uh, uh, thrown around here recently on signings uh, in in Major League Baseball, and the Twins are kind of trying to find their way there, uh, Justin, the hot stove talk, and obviously – you know retaining or, or signing re-signing Correa is one of them and you know Brad Anderson and Derek and I were looking at you know the payrolls and projected for 2023 and Minnesota's still sitting at like 49 million because they got some money to play with over yep. there is is there a lot of interest there is there more concern is is there a hot talk here in the in the in the, in the hot stove or what what has been the Twins pulse down there for you JG?
5: Yeah, I mean, just kind of paying attention to what the guys are saying. They're obviously interested in Correa. I I love the Twins' deal too. It's um, uh, Rocco a couple of days ago said, "Well, we had a really nice meal with Carlos while we were down here. It was really nice, and we just talked about some stuff." And like, okay, well, did you give him three hundred and fifty million? You know, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what you need to do probably if you want to keep him. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how it all works out because I, I I don't know if people know this, but um, you know they, the Twins announced you know what a week or so ago that. Uh, the younger Polad that grew up by me, Jack, um, okay. Joe Polad, but but not by me, if you understand what I'm saying. Like, there's, you know, like people ask me, yo, you live in Minnetonka, do you live by the lake? And I say, I don't. No, there's Minnetonka, and then there's Lake Minnetonka. And so, to use this analogy, like, Joe Polad, I live in Minnetonka, Joe Polad would have lived in Lake Minnetonka. Got Very it. Very different. There's <laughs> Very different. So like I always just heard like oh like people I'd go to high school with because he's my age like oh we're going over to Joe Politz and like I don't even know where the house was I don't know what the security code was but he was just always kind of in my periphery but I never was around if that makes sense. He's now <laughs> taken over the team. He's taken over for his uncle. And one thing that he did say was he's talking about his uncle Jim. You know, Jim didn't really like the long term contract. And so my obvious antenna and follow up would be, well, do you like him? Uh, we know jim didn't like him do you like you you stated the fact that jim doesn't like it we understand um we certainly know that's the case how do you feel about it because if you like him then we're talking about something completely different so i don't have any illusions that they're actually going to pull the deal off with correa i'd be pleasantly surprised if they do i think it would be great um i like scott boris even saying yesterday the day before that he doesn't look at markets when it comes to a Payroll size. He looks at how rich is the owner. <laughs> he says the Polys are in the top ten. He said so. That's where I, I think they should be at. So we'll see. Obviously, that's kind of the biggest question down there. You know, there's been little rumors about who they might be looking to trade if they can somehow you know get a pitcher or two because they they like the guys that they have theoretically for this year. But after that, there's you know not a lot of guys that are actually locked up. So that's kind of what we're doing. You know, we're just monitoring it from afar and, and all hoping to be pleasantly surprised.
0: It, it, well put, and, and before we – on this topic, Chris, you know, Coaster, in your story, different than many, many ball players. I mean, you you utilized every ounce of opportunity that, that came your way, whether it was by happenstance or, or what, it, what it was, so it's different. But if you put yourself in the mind of your teammates, some of those guys that were making that huge money and, and became free agents and whether they re-signed with the club or explore you know aaron judge there was all this talk about going to the bay area the yankees uh came in and grabbed him. now the twins they made some offseason moves last year correa being one of them and then and you know he still had that option becomes a free agent you know if you're minnesota and, and i don't know guards i guess small market is one thing the dollars are still up there but if you are the twins you know do you back up the truck I, and say, here. And, and what what's the length of a contract, Chris, that's different between a player, your perspective, and probably an owner's perspective?
2: If I'm the Twins or a Twins fan, and I am I am a Twins fan, actually, right. but when I saw the Xander Bogarts deal, that made me nervous because that's going to yeah. really, and that Trey Turner, obviously, and me being a Phillies guy, will love the sign you, but, <laughs> right? but the Xander Bogarts one is going to make it, I think, doubly tough to sign a guy like Christian or um, Carlos, Carlos Correa, because it's he's going to want at least that, probably more, and it's not just about the the annual salary; it's the length of length of contract. And a team, you know, teams like the Yankees, Dodgers, they can they can handle those crazy contracts where a guy's still making 35 million at the age of 40 when he's not producing. But I don't know if the Twins consider themselves in that scenario even though the poll ads are right you know top 10 owners like Scott (laughs) said so you know spend the money if you can but when we were at the Phillies we didn't have to deal with that we were really lucky that all of our superstars were still under their sixth year and uh, they were they hadn't become free agents yet and then the Phillies did a great job of locking them up uh, earlier than their free agency years so they got the most Mm -hmm. out of them before they they got old and then jimmy rollins went elsewhere chase all went elsewhere but the phillies they they did some really good things also got very lucky
0: guard do you expect uh, like if you were team like like you would have been teammates with ryan howard and you went out for a dinner would you expect howard to pay a good
5: question because i would say probably not um because we all make our own money we're all very prideful and uh, there was and I'm, the only reason I'm hesitating is because um, we ripped one of our engineers on the Gopher Radio Network because he we went out for dinner with an athletic director once on like a basketball trip, and the AD didn't pay. <laughs> we said, "Why is it his obligation? Like he's in charge of himself. You know, you make your own money. You know, spend your own money." So that's I don't want to be I don't want to be two faced on that. Ryan Howard though he made a he made a lot more money than an AD, so maybe I would with him. There's probably levels. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the, the best part. Of your, what, what's the movie with Amy Schumer and um, and LeBron James? He was in it. I can't remember what it was. It came out like five years ago. The, the whole point of the movie was, or yeah, LeBron was LeBron, and they made LeBron to, out to be like a cheapskate, and like with the doctor that was getting him ready to play or whatever, he would literally itemize the receipt, <laughs> you know, for like a diet coke. He came back to get his sunglasses and said, "I'm not giving sunglasses Hutton another thirty dollars." Like that to me was the best part of all of it, but yeah, so I don't, know, I don't know if I answered your question, but yeah, maybe Ryan Howard, maybe, um, but not every time, not every yeah. time.
0: Chris, you, you didn't get in those awkward situations like that. They wouldn't have been awkward, their teammates. I'm yeah, sure. I was in
2: those situations always, and I always, all, literally always expected them to pay, and they did. So <laughs> it worked out pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: fantastic. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hey, tomorrow, by the way, for those that haven't followed, you got Iowa Saturday. I don't know why I want you to be broadcasting tomorrow, guardsy but Saturday uh, the Gophers are taking on Iowa. Caitlin Clark, I looked at her numbers and if you haven't followed that, and you're enjoying, you know, the volleyball as you talked about today, here's a kid from Iowa uh, that plays for Iowa. I think her numbers are she averages 27, seven and seven,
5: and has a yep.
0: limited range. Uh, Saturday, right, Guardsy That's that game.
5: Yeah, Saturday night, eight o'clock. And they just had um, they just had Carver Hawkeye full last night. They played Iowa State. It was a top 20 matchup in state deal, and you know they're essentially sold out for the whole season. So it's. It's gonna be fun on Saturday. It's a, it's a great environment. It's a great team. Um, it's a cool place to broadcast from. And yeah, Caitlin Clark is uh, fantastic. I mean, she's unbelievable. And uh, Hawkeyes have actually lost a few games this year. They played a tough schedule, um, but Clark's had like forty-five once or twice. Like she's insane. So, and it's nice as you'll appreciate for a play-by-play guy. She always has the ball. You know, so yeah. I don't really have to. I don't have. I don't have to really change. You know, she throws it to two or three players or shoots it. So I don't really have to pay attention to the game too much. I can just watch. Justin, you know that
0: I've always got a chair for you and an extra headset. I know you've only you've called maybe two redhawks, maybe two one, two Red Hawks games you've been sitting, you yeah, know
5: one one up there, one down here,
2: I think. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I mean, coaster, we can take Guardsy on right uh for a broadcast,
5: right.
2: Yeah, certainly, and and he's more than welcome to pay for the sushi. <laughs>
5: and you well, I was going to say, yeah, Chris will pay for the dinner, right? That's the deal, I think, is what I yes, just I heard. Yes, I will. Chris,
0: I'm not Chris sure. gets the lunch. We'll get that. <laughs> uh, catch guards here bumper to bumper. As he said, there's a lot of ha- things happening in the sports world. J.G., always a great conversation. Good luck to the Ghosts and uh, and uh, Miss Barabich and company coming up Saturday, buddy. We'll talk to you soon.
5: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Chris, good talking with you, man. Big fan. Thanks for having me. You, you got to think so, Michael.
0: you got it. Justin Gard joining us today on the show. Roger Kish, uh, head wrestling coach at North Dakota State. Speaking of the Gophers, they've got the Gophers coming up tomorrow night. That's 15th-ranked NDSU, 13th-ranked Minnesota Gophers. We're coming from Newman Outdoor Field today. It is the holiday sale going on, as you've been hearing throughout the morning into this noon show till 6 tonight. Go to fmredhawks.com. You can help shop for merchandise on that. But better yet, come here live. They're feeding you hot dogs, apple cider, chips, the whole nine yards. Chris Coast is here, Manager of the Year, Brad Thome, CEO, Matt Rao, the whole crew, fans stopping by. We'll serve up the good food back there. This is where you want to be today. Newman Outdoor Field, stop on by. More next The Jack Michael Show at 740 The Fan. <laughs>
3: The Michael's show, Derek Hanson, Brad Anderson.
0: Nope. No. There we go. We're broadcasting live today from Newman Outdoor Field. It's the holiday sale going on. Stop on by, as we said, get that merchandise, look at Flex Packs and more. That's what today is all about here at the Jack Michael's show as we come to you live during this holiday, store, uh, holiday sale going on at Newman Outdoor Field. And also, uh, of course, there's big stuff this week. It's starting tonight. Brad's going to be in Lisbon. I wonder if he knows anybody. Lisbon hosting Sargent County tonight on the fan. And, Derek, tomorrow night we talked about, you know, football, obviously, quarterfinals. But, boy, lest we not forget about a big old wrestling duel going on between uh, the Gophers and North Dakota State, D.
3: Yeah, how much fun is this? And it's a pleasure to have with us, Jack, uh, Roger Kish, the head coach of the NDSU wrestling team. And, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Football game going on earlier. And then, of course, if you want to maybe catch the end of it, too, maybe it's a blowout, you can do that. But, obviously, wrestling fans will be flocking to Shields Center from around the region because you're talking about a very good wrestling program and a very infant stages of Division One and a long time Division One power, the Minnesota Golden Gophers, and you know it's uh, Roger Kish's alma mater and Coach Kish. I mean, you got to be pretty excited. You're talking about number fifteen, you guys, against, depending upon what ranking you look at, number thirteen, the Golden Gophers, and you have to feel good about where you've put this program in a position to be up there with a program like that.
4: Yeah, we're we're really proud of it. Thanks for having me here, Derek, and and um, you know it's uh, we put a lot of work and a lot of time and, and a lot of um, a lot of recruiting to make sure we got the right type of kids and and we spent a lot of time making sure we we, we, we've built a really strong culture here and uh, you know to to put our our program uh, amongst some of these these traditional powerhouses is exciting for us and uh, you know having having a group like Minnesota come in is is important for our guys and they're excited here for for Friday night i can about imagine you know because i think you know for a lot of these when they were younger i'm
3: sure they were seeing some of the stars that they had, the jason Nesses or whatever and i'm sure they looked up to them a little bit even though they were still looking up to bison wrestlers too because you know regionally these are two really elite programs
4: yeah you know uh I, you know, a good portion of our roster comes from that Minnesota area, right? And, and we do a lot of recruiting out there. So uh, anytime we, we get a chance to compete with Minnesota, I know our guys are extra excited and, um, you know, be able to go out and show what they, they can do on a, on a national stage against uh, a program like Minnesota. And, and, and you know, it, uh, it provides a lot of clarity for, for our guys and it's, it's, it helps motivate them.
3: You know, it's interesting you look at this, too. Uh, you know, the Gophers uh, just got a big you know, kind of an upset win against Oklahoma State. You guys got one against a Big Ten team like Nebraska. So you guys are kind of on a
4: similar path here, too, aren't you? Yeah, uh you know I, I Minnesota yeah they just had a really nice win uh they, they they did a couple uh things in the lineup that uh uh you know maybe weren't weren't expecting and and I think it really helped and benefited them uh you know last weekend and uh so for us it's it's just about preparation making sure that our guys are are prepared one way or the other It doesn't really matter who who we're competing against or just and go out there and 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 compete the best way we we know how. Any matchups you're kind of looking at? I mean,
3: and, and you know, you don't bounce around like you do in high school as far as, you know, the lineups all that much. It's, it happens once in a while. But and there should be some pretty good matchups against ranked opponents coming up this weekend too.
4: Yeah. You know, anytime you get uh, two of these programs uh, together that are that are, you know, at, at, at the top right now I think you're going to see these matchups and are there some exciting matchups I, I really believe uh, you know all 10 matchups are going to be yeah. exciting especially with, with what's on the line here in the border and uh, you know uh, is there any, any matches that are, are specifically standing out I would I would say I think from maybe a fan perspective you're going to probably look at a match like a Brayton Lee and a Jared Franick at 157 pounds we're talking about two top five guys in the country uh, both guys uh, you know I believe are, are national title contenders Tenders, and um, you know, so whenever whenever you get guys this elite to to, to square off uh, in, a, in a in a dual meet this early in the season is is really a, a treat and, and something to be excited about for our fans. Well, I kind of figured that's
3: the matchup you had mentioned. And, you know, Jared Franick and I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth already because, you know, we've been watching him since he was in seventh grade, but senior Jared Franick And and you can just tell. I don't know how vocal he is in the room, but, boy, you know, talk about leading by example because no one hustles more or
4: gets after on the mat as much as him. It's amazing. Yeah, he's uh- – he he is one of our leaders. There's no doubt about it. Uh, what what he does and how how he uh, you know puts himself out there amongst our team is 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 incredible. And and he does lead by example. There, there's no doubt about it. And all the guys respect him because because of his work ethic and and how he approaches the sports and and more importantly how he approaches uh, approaches life. Right. You take a guy who's who's an elite 90 award winner and 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 uh, you know the the effort that he puts forward in the classroom, the effort that that he he puts out in his training, and and uh, you know you you can see how that would carry over into and how how, how he puts himself out there socially amongst his teammates, and uh, you know so he he really commands the respect of all the guys on the team, and uh, when when he speaks up, they listen, and you know that's 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 earned, and uh, you know some something we're really proud of Jared for.
3: Let's talk about some of your newcomers. I think obviously the the big noise uh, after the Nebraska win with Juan Mora. I mean, that, that was a big thing. And he's looked impressive early on, young man from California. And uh, boy,
4: what a force he is on the mat. It, 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 a lot of strength there too, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, he, uh, you know, he, I wouldn't say he's he's your traditional heavyweight, right? In fact, I, I would I would even suggest that your traditional heavyweight has really shifted over the last decade or two. Um, you know, he's a, a, a big, strong, athletic, powerful kid. Uh, he's young, and uh, if, if you don't know his name, you're, you're going to learn about it soon. I mean, he's he is he's tough. He's tough in his in his game. He does a few things really, really well. And uh, if you're not you're not ready to to fight, he's he's going to make make. Uh, wrestling really hard on you.
3: Uh, getting back to some of your uh, leaders as far as upperclassmen go, Owen Pence, you know, mm-hmm. pinning Pence, and uh, he's kind of worth the price of admission right there, knowing what he can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. How, what, what you, how would you get size up his early season so far?
4: Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, a guy like Owen, uh, again, he's in a unique situation in, in terms of uh, just his training and, and some different things we're, we're we're pretty excited about what he is capable of, right? And, um, you know, he's he's kind of getting off, and this is usually pretty, pretty par for the course with Owen gets. Off to kind of slow start. Get gets ins- himself back into to top top shape and uh, you know he's a guy that that wrestles with with probably more emotion and, and excitement than than anyone I've seen you know he's he's all 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 emotions when he's out there you know you almost got to calm him down before he steps on the mat he gets so fired up and uh, and, and excited to go out there and wrestle so uh, he's he's again one of the more, more stoic guys uh, on this program when when he when he speaks guys guys perk up and listen just because it's you know who he is and his demeanor and, and how he carries himself and uh you know he's he's again a great leader for our team and uh, a great example of of how how uh, our guys carry themselves what's uh i like to get your analysis
3: because you're always fun to watch and he's never out of a match either as a uh, dylan drogen miller and i think he's really a lot of, of fun and, and just talk about what he brings to the table because you know I, I think you just never know what's going to happen boom all of a sudden he can make a move and if he's down by three next thing you know he's up by two
4: yeah you know he's uh he's just the epitome of of hard work and and you know over the course of his uh career he's just gradually got better every day every week every month every season he's got a little bit better a little at a time and uh and you're seeing more and more of the uh, you know the success here towards the end of his career, as he's just been a, a great uh, example of how we develop our guys. And uh, you know, from from a guy who who might not have had the national successes or rankings uh, coming out of high school, um, to a guy who's who's in the conversation as as all American contender and a guy that's going to put put himself there, right? So him and uh, you know the projected uh, uh, you know starter at Minnesota, Berglund. I mean, these two are on a on a collision course here. And, and um something we're excited about this is you know uh, Dylan's you know he he wants to go out there and get that signature win and uh it would be a great uh, a great opportunity here on Friday night.
3: For sure. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think it's kind of interesting, you know, for a lot of people that may, maybe don't know. You went to school there. I'm sure you know a lot of the coaching staff. I know you know co- the head coach, Brandon Hang, f- very well. And, you know, they're up here for the uh, Bison Open every year. The connection there, its it's got to be fun for you. And there will be a lot of maroon and gold up in the stands because there's been, you know, Minnesota wrestling fans for years. I'm sure they'll be coming across. It's, it's really going to be a fun atmosphere. I'm sure a little bit special for you, too.
4: Yeah, you know, let me start with, with the coaching staff. Uh, you look at guys like uh, Brandon Agum and, and Luke Becker and, uh, you know, Zach Sanders. These guys I've, I've watched for, for years. And, I mean, even, even Coach Brandvold over there, him and I competed against each other with this time over at uh, Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, so they're, they're great friends of mine. I respect them like crazy. I've learned a lot from them. And, and uh, you know, we used to be training partners, and, and, and here we are as, as colleagues and uh, have the opportunity opportunity to take our programs and 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 showcase them here but uh yeah i mean it's uh a great program over there they they you know command a lot of respect in, in wrestling and uh you know as the, the way we look at it we're just excited to uh to bring him bring him to fargo here and and uh um, you know let's showcase do it. let's see let's see what what they're made of let's see what we're made of and and see uh see what it looks like on the mats it's too bad we couldn't have convinced Gable
3: Steveson just one more year, right, to come up here and have to uh, sold tickets. You know, Going back to your heavyweight conversation, you know, you know, he certainly has been the face of go for wrestling in the past, you know, how many years now? And that, that really has been, a, I think, a shot in the arm for wrestling because he was so entertaining to watch, too. I, have you kind of felt that with some of the youth, too, being that Olympic champion? As you mentioned, your friend, the head coach of Minnesota, was over in Japan with them for that. I mean, that that guys like that, I don't care what team they're on, that
4: really does help out the sport. Yeah, yeah, I tell you what you take a, a an elite athlete like a gable steveson with the success that he's had i mean you want to keep these guys in the sport you mm-hmm. you you i mean that's that's how we build the sport of wrestling get these elite athletes to stick around and and showcase their talents and their abilities and get the younger generations excited about about wrestling and, and what what they could do and uh, you know obviously we uh, as, a, as a wrestling guy you know you want to see the best guys out there competing and, and there's there's no doubt that uh, he he is one of the best not only the, uh, in the country, but but maybe maybe one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. So, you know, anytime you, you get a chance to get a guy like that out, you you want to see him wrestling, and and that's that's just the reality of it.
3: Yeah, oh, well, I think we, he's got such big fish to fry, so hopefully it works out well for them. Again, coming up on uh, Friday night here at the uh, Shields Center, it's uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers coming to uh, the face the Bison again. You know, the, the football game is going to be going on. I know wrestling fans will be flocking. I guess the biggest thing is probably get there early to get on the probably on the south side here to get some parking spot right i think that's going to be parkings be a premium up here
4: yeah i tell you what uh you know with the success of the football program uh and landing that friday night game and 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 so we're going to overlap a little bit with wrestling and football i i know that north fargo is going to be crazy here come friday night it'll be exciting and uh dual meet starts at that at 7 p.m so certainly want to get here early parking on the south side entrance will be uh will be a premium if you can get there early enough Yeah, for sure. You got to take a lot of pride in, you know, as far as one, you know,
3: the program, I mean, being a part of the Big 12 and bringing in names like Oklahoma and Oklahoma State all these years and to bring in the Gophers. I mean, I know you're not as braggadocious as I am about it, but that's, it's got to be pretty rewarding to be able to do that with this uh, athletic department.
4: Yeah, well, we're really fortunate to have the the the, the full support of our administration. Um, our athletic director, Matt Larson, has, has been incredible to work with. And, and sports supervisor, uh, Jack Mon. He, he knows wrestling. Yeah. You know, it's alma mater. He's coached uh, at the Division I level. And, and so he understands fully what, what uh, we're trying to accomplish here in order to create long-lasting uh, success here for, for North Dakota State Wrestling. And they've just been great supporters in our our uh, you know our drive to do so and and what our, our long term goals are it's certainly going to be a fun one again. Friday night, seven o'clock at the uh, Shields
3: Center. I'm, I'm excited. You know, as someone who does the public address, that's going to be a blast too. I, I love atmospheres like that. There's really nothing better than a good duel in an atmosphere like that.
4: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And and uh, you take uh, you take a border war like Minnesota, North Dakota State. You're you're gonna you're gonna be in for some fireworks. I know it means a lot to to our guys, and I'm, I'm certain it means a lot to Minnesota. And uh, it'll it'll be a fun. There's going to be ten exciting matches come Friday night. I know that. Yeah, for sure.
3: Again, number 15, North Dakota State host at uh, number 13 at Minnesota Friday night at the Shield Center. Coach Roger Kish, thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks, Derek. Should be a lot of fun, Jack. I'm looking forward to this one big time tomorrow night.
0: Derek, do you uh, – and for those that haven't been, and, and you're the, the PA voice of, of, of wrestling there for North Dakota State, and, and uh, you're such a fan of that sport as we all are. I told you I'm a closet – like Chris Ghost and I were chatting here at Matty a closet volleyball fan, closet wrestling. How intense is that going to get tomorrow night, Derek, in your estimation?
3: Yeah, you know, there's going to be some good matchups, and it's going to be a pretty close duel. I mean, I don't, you can't really get into comparative scores. But, you know, Binghamton came in, and the, you know, they were kind of surprisingly good, right? It was a little closer than what NDSU wanted. And I think, boy, what's going on here? Well, then they went down to the Gophers and was within like uh you know within a pin too, right? Just within three or four points. So yeah, it's, so as far as that goes, there's some pretty good matchups with a lot of ranked wrestlers. This is gonna be really interesting.
0: Boy, it is uh, what a treat it is, and, and again, it's a sport that it should get more play. Uh, Chris, did you ever get into wrestling? Chris Coast, we're at Newman Outdoor Field today. Were you kind of a wrestling guy, too? Did you enjoy that sport?
2: Well, yeah, all my uncles when I grew up, they were all wrestlers. But I was given a different set of genetics. Uh, you know, I was more like Derek when I was a kid. I was a little bit too heavy for my size. I, I assume Derek was. Maybe he wasn't actually. Oh, I was, I know, yeah.
3: I, like, I, t- I ate too many Apple Jacks. That's my problem. <laughs> yep. I've
2: seen that high school photo of Derek, so I got him a lean and a uh, yep. rocket machine.
0: I had a window
3: yep. there from about 15 to 18, and everything went to hell again, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, in third grade, my uh, my uncles and my grandfather put me in wrestling, and then they realized that I they, I should probably stick with baseball. It did work out all right.
0: There. Yeah, and it was okay. <laughs> it worked out. Uh, Brad's got a ball game tonight. Sargent County at Lisbon and Girls Hoops. Tip around 730 right here in 740 The Fan. Raiders and the Rams on KFGO tonight. Obviously a huge weekend coming up in sports. And today, Hill 6, stopping by Newman Outdoor Field, a holiday sale going on. Benetree Broadcasting Live. Coaster, great to see you, man. Giddy up, Jack.